Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorization number TP slash 01005. Australia on SCN Track. Welcome to Taz Racing Talk with Sam Highland and Campbell Brown. Good afternoon and welcome to Taz Racing Talk. Uh, I'm Sam Highland. The dog is down the line, ready to go. Early form dog. He's been up and about this week. Yeah, certainly was, Sammy. Uh, The kids woke me up this morning freezing cold, so I thought I'd I do the form in bed, much to my uh, wife's disgust. <laughs> but I was awake, and um, I'm looking forward to having a chat to Siggy Carr this afternoon or this Arvo because we missed her last week. Well, she she had the uh, the COVID staff uh, pull out, so we didn't get a chance to speak to her. She was under the pump, and uh, I tell you what, she rode a Sophie Bubble there too, and yeah. won at uh, big odds. We would have liked the tip on that, so uh, hopefully we can get some good mail going into. Uh, Sunday's meeting, that's what we want. We've got Brennan Ryan. Uh, we're going to have a chat to him with uh, Big Week for Greyhound Racing uh, over there in Tassie this week. And I uh, actually watched a few races there. Paul Hilly, we've got, we're going to have a chat to, or Brennan's going to have a chat to him. Uh, Siggy Carr, as you say. Jamie Cockshut, the rock star. Uh, he's been in good tipping form. And Mark Reggett, who is a harness trainer over there in Tassie and has got some nice runners uh, for the week. So we'll catch up with all those guys but uh let's catch up with brennan ryan now because uh brennan it's been a big week for you guys over there in tassie yeah certainly yeah sammy good morning um yeah tassie's been in full stride we're especially in the ground code we've had a big feature meeting at um, at the devonport at launceston meeting on tuesday we had the uh the country derby one by um Rojo Diamond, the Oaks, was won by uh, Minnie's Magic and the City of Devonport Cup was won by a uh, real fantastic dog and has been a good money spinner for connections in vintage fame. So three real good winners coming out of that program and a, and a good feature race meeting we have, which we'll highlight shortly about the uh, Middle League Series final. And um, the trainer we'll be talking to is Paul Hilly shortly. And, um, yeah, no, it was a good win there by Nitro Ash and the kennel pulled off not only the Quinella but a litter Quinella as well. So, Brennan, uh, I watched a couple of races uh, there the other night and I watched the uh, City of Devonport Cup. Vintage fame. Now, I might be completely on the wrong track, uh, which would be no surprise. Is that a big dog? It looks like a big dog. Yeah, he, he just he just tipped over the scales, just over 30 kilos, and um, he's trained by uh, David Croswell, who's been a master in, uh, in the business for a long, long time, and... Oh, David's put the polish to three outstanding chases in Busy Vintage, True Vintage and Highland Summer. They're all descendants actually from the one family. So, um, And he's had some outstanding dogs over the years. And, and talking about Vintage fame, uh, he comes from an Aston DB She's All Class litter and um, they've just been 
you know, a ride of a life for uh, for for Crossing and all the connections involved in the rest of the litter. They've um they've won a, a Devonport Chase or Launceston Cup and you know they've won I think well over well over the hundred thousand dollar mark in prize money and and she's all classes and back to back um uh, Brew Bitch of the Year titles. So you know they've um they've certainly been a great advertisement for Tassie Racing. And he paid really well, vintage fame, uh, eight dollars fifty. So it was it was not like he was a shorty. No, I think he was a little bit over in the odds because um, you know he's been overshadowed by his litter mates and. Uh, look, the dog can run time on the clock, and he got his own way there on Tuesday. He got to the front, and he just held his own way, and he was, you know, very much fully accountable for the win. And and David owns the dog outright, so uh, he'd get a lot of thrill out of that. And look, the City of Devonport Cup is not our biggest race on the calendar, but um, it's been won by some very good dogs over the years. And yeah, and Vintage Fame certainly a great addition to the honour roll. The old man had a winner again last night. I saw this Turbo Inferno it was absolutely magnificent. Were you giving that one a a big cheer home? Yeah, Brownie, I certainly was, mate. He, um, he, he's going good at the moment. Um, you know, he's he's now going to, in football terms, he's eventually going to have to step up to first grade shortly. So he's um, he's doing everything right. Not many dogs in the state can break five dead and run ten ninety three in his middle section. So. He's um look the four sixty is a stretch, but he's getting stronger at the at it and um yeah who knows where to you know how far he's going to improve on it, but he'll back up next Tuesday or going well at at Hobart on the Devonport meeting. So yeah no he's just an exciting dog to have in the kennel. And what what sort of price are you expecting uh, about the the dog uh, next start? Because um you know, you'll be getting a better price than the dollar seventy last night. Oh, I reckon you're shorting up. Then. Oh, you're shorting oh, up again. Well, no, well, if you look at the field, it's a pretty red-hot field for yeah. a great four on a Tuesday. It's um, It's got uh, the likes of Rip Away and a couple of other real good handy dogs that have, you know, are dropping back because of the grade on the Devonport card. And um, Look, you'd be, be around the dollar, the $2 market. Look, if you can get around two ten, two thirty, a banning would be nice, but... They'll probably take good judgment on his performance there yeah. on Thursday. So, yeah, that's exciting. Mm, what about your is. best bets? Best bets for uh, Launceston or Hobart this week? Uh, well, well, we'll jump into Launceston there on uh, on Monday night. Um, we've got a ten race card. I'm going to highlight a Grade Four over the two seventy eight. This is sponsored by Simon's Carpet One. I'm going to go for the Informed Charger Socks for trainer Carol Nash. It's got box eight. It's going for three wins on the trot, and I do like it from the wide draw. There's going to be plenty of speed in this race. You'll probably see that Foxwatch Nights will shorten up in the market, but just in the way he's been going at the moment, there hasn't been a real set distance for him to be running over. He's been going back and forth in trips, but um, the way Cha-Cha Socks is going at the moment, certainly in the zone, I think he can get the cash there on, on Monday night. And in Hobart on Tuesday... There's one runner in particular in the first race on the card. Um, I think he's well suited by this drop in in, in company. Uh, Count Bingley for trainer Josh Wright. He's won three from five in his career, and he's a nice young dog. Uh, won the Easter Purse earlier on, and um, you know he's just he ran into a real good um, kennel mate and Rojo Diamond there the other week. So uh, I think this is a Nice drop for him, and he should be able to beat there in the opening event race one number three on the on the Tuesday card. And Carol, she had a couple of winners uh, Monday night, Launceston, wasn't it? Uh, had had yeah. a double there. 
Yeah, no, Carol's got a good team at the moment. She's based out of Beryllie, and, um, you know, numbers can uh, give you a certain um, bigger chance in races, and she, I think she had a, well over more than 10 dogs at the meeting there on on the Monday, and they're all in good form at the moment. She's got, uh, talking about like Cha-Cha Shock, she's got another runner there, Dr Harley, that hasn't missed a place in, in its last half a dozen starts. It's been going really well, and, um, you know, she doesn't have a lot of good... Hello. You're there, Brennan. Yep. You're yeah, good yep. Sorry, yep. I, I. It just cut I out. Mine yeah. just oh, we mine could hear some out, dogs so. barking in the background. <laughs> I reckon, mine. Um, I, yeah, I reckon we got Paul. Yep. Oh, you I'm got here. Paul. Paul's ready to go there. Uh, Greyhound trainer there. It does you there. His dogs that are screaming out. Yeah, we better oh, get him going, Paul. Uh, morning, mate. A uh, uh, great win there last night by, by Nitro Ash. Um, I'm sure it's probably not the result you were looking for, but nevertheless, um, you got the Quinella, but it was just the it was the opposite direction. Yeah, I thought it'd be the other way around, but um, it doesn't matter which one wins as long as one of them won. Yeah, certainly. Um, what do you make of um, Man Overboard's run? I mean, obviously he, he certainly dropped the start, but he came home like a steam train in the end. Uh, he was a huge run, uh, you know. The boxes were full of water. I made him sweep it out. I don't know if he slipped when he come out, but I've never seen him come out that bad in his life. He's he's not a good beginner, but not that bad. No, no, that's for sure. And Nitro, Ash, mate, you, you gave her a good push. I was talking to you during the week, and, you know, she was warranting good each-way value there, and, and if she got right up on the, you know, on the lure, she was going to be hard to beat, and she certainly was. And, I mean, uh, you know, it was good to see her break through. And I no doubt yourself and um, owner yeah. Michael Freeman would be happy to get a good win like that. Yeah, Michael was wrapped. He goes, his first trophy he's ever won. <laughs> he was he was wrapped. <laughs> he carried it all the way home. Yeah, I can imagine. And, mate, you've bred the city from your own line, from, you know, from Black Nitro out of Sink or Swim. And you were saying to me during the week about Black Nitro... There's no, there's no underestimating that. Um, that's where the, a lot of that staying bloods come from, and these two, and these two runners you got are coming through time magic. Yeah, so you know, like a while back, that time magic line were real good stayers in New South Wales, and um, I'd say that's where the strength's coming from. And think of swim as well. That's a, a line, the damn line that you've um, been. Proud of. I mean, going through back, you know, the likes of CJ's Vixen, and they go back even further. But you've had a great association with that, with the dam side of it. Yeah, yeah, it's been a great line. Um, a bitch that I had shares in with Angela Langton, Heidi Go Seek. Her first litter won oh, close to a million dollars in prize money, and there's a few group yeah. winners in that line. So yeah, it's a, it's been a good line. Yeah, it certainly has. And and talking about Michael, I mean. Freeman, uh, he's the, obviously the owner of Nitro Ash, and Paul, uh, he'd be a great help to you. I know he, he travels with you in the most meetings, and I know you've got other people as well involved, but it's good to see somebody new coming into the industry get a get a feature win like that. Yeah, Michael's been fantastic, you know. Hail, rain or shine, trials, race nights, late nights, he's with me everywhere, so um, I was great, you know. Him and I own her together, and um, it was yeah. great for him to... Yeah, get a win over man overboard for a change because usually it's the other way around. <laughs> um, Paul, you come from a you know a, a long line of you know being involved in greyhounds. Your dad, Joe Ellie, I know he's no longer with us, but you, you know being around him growing up, it must have 
stemmed in your, you know, wanting to be involved in dogs, and you were there travelling most of the time with high high intensity in Dallas Stewart and all them. So, um, must give you, you know, great pride that you're continuing on being in the in the dogs as well. Yeah, I've been. It's all I really know. I've been doing dogs since I was 14. I've had a trainer's license since I was 14, and um, yeah, it's all I really know. Yeah. So, but we love them, and you know, we breed our own and bring them through. So it's yeah, it makes it even special when they're your own breed. Yeah, certainly. And you've got and talking about you know at home, you've got Jade, your wife, and daughter Olivia that's heavily involved with you. So it must um, you know to get a big win like that, it must give everybody a good kick along because you're there. You know, 24/7. There's always, you know, you're either trialing or you're, you're racing or you're, you know, mucking around with pups. So there's always something to do. Yeah, you know what it's like. Unless you got good help at home, and you know, like we went to Hobart and Jody and Liv stayed home and fed all the other ones at home and did all the stuff at home. So it's good. You know, you couldn't do it without them. No, certainly. And Paul, what do you? What's the way to go with both Nitro Ash and Man Overboard? I mean, the distance races here in Tassie are hard to find. Uh, is there anything you're trying to look out for, or you're you contemplating going uh, back, you know, back to Melbourne or something with them? There is um, some Grade Five, Four, and Three heats on Hobart next week over the five ninety-nine. So I'm hoping to get a couple more runs into Man Overboard and get him ready for a yep. seven hundred in Melbourne. Yep. So that's the plan. And now Nitro Ash is kind of Oh, going really well. I mean, she's not as quick as him, but she gives you 110%, so I might just take her for a bit of a travelling partner for him. Yeah, no, certainly. No, it's just great to see that, uh, you know, the the way things are going for you as well. And, boys, before we let Paul go, I know he's busy. Is there anything you want to ask, Paul? Uh, no, just uh, I think uh, that's good that, obviously, man overboard. So how many runs will he have before he comes to Melbourne? There's a heat and final next week at Hobart, so hopefully yep. I'll get two more 600 under his belt and then hopefully give him a couple of trials at Melbourne and see if he can run 700 metres, and I'd rather take on 700-metre race than a 600-metre race in Melbourne. Boom. Well, we'll all be cheering on and uh, watching on. Thanks very much, Paul. Best of luck. No worries. Thanks for your time. There is Paul Hilly, trainer over there in Tassie. Brennan, uh, he's got a few going really nicely. Yeah, he certainly has. Paul's um, never been without a good handy dog. Uh, oh, just a couple of seasons back, he was training a very good female in the name of um, Sassy Galaxy who took out both the Country Oaks and the Tasmanian Oaks in, in a very good double there. And um, He's had some good dogs, and as I said, he comes from a very good background in greyhound racing. His dad, Joe Hilly, was a tremendous trainer who trained the phenomenal greyhound in Tangaloa who... Um, won that famous Melbourne Cup Australian Cup double. So, you know, um, he certainly is no stranger to being around dogs and knowing how to get the best out of them. Yeah, I know. Like, uh, he's been doing it. Had a trainer's license since he was 14. That's outstanding, isn't it? Here's one for you, Brennan. Do you think that um, dog and horse names shouldn't be able to be reused and recycled? Because we sometimes hear about great horses that are then coming back as dogs. Do you think they should just ban that? Yeah, I think I agree that they should be protected because, um, you know, you get a, put it this way, you get a good horse like Wings or Might and Power or something like that, and next minute you see a, a dog coming out running around called Might and Power and a yeah. tier three at Tarelgan or something. I mean, <laughs> that's a bit of a tarnish. Look, there's been some real good greyhounds over the years that have, you know, have raced on like Miss Hilo and 
Um, Idolize was another one. There's some names that have been not spelt the same way, but sound the same way when you pronounce it. So, yeah, I do think that our champions do deserve to be protected. Yeah, you'd have been a good thing around Terrellgan, Mike Power. Horse <laughs> 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 <Awesome> and dog. <laughs> Righto. Well, Brennan, thanks very much. We'll catch up with you uh, next week. Best of luck for the weekend. Yeah, thanks, Sam. Thanks, Brownie. All the best. Go on, you, mate. Let's head to a break. We'll come back on the other side. We'll have Siggy Carr online to uh, have a chat about her rides over the weekend. Live around Australia on SEN Track, you're listening to Taz Racing Talk with Sam Highland and Campbell Brown. You are listening to Taz Racing Talk, and it's the best hour on a Friday to rev us up for a big afternoon of tipping winners and... One chick that knows about winners is Siggy Carr because she tore it up last week. And Siggy, we welcome you to Taz Racing Talk. Uh, we missed you last week. And when I see your first winner last week pays $26, wow, that would have been nice. <laughs> Had to keep it hidden. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Sneaky jockeys, dog. Those sneaky jockeys. <laughs> What happened, Siggy, uh, yeah, last no, week? So... You had, you had co- a lot of COVID issues in your stable. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. We had four staff members off. Um, Troy, my man, main man, was off as well. And, um, yeah, it was just, they say COVID buggers will get. I actually, I'll be quite honest with you, I, I forgot about the call coming in, so I was out on a horse at the time you guys were ringing, <laughs> which I am again now, but I remember to take my phone and have the hands free, so it's all good. <laughs> Gee, so you still you still working them now? Yeah, yeah, we work them um, down at Seven Mile Beach till about two o'clock. Um, takes yeah. about forty minutes at times to work one horse. So, yeah, we're still going at the moment. So, being based there, uh, excuse my ignorance, but I guess you'd have to um, deal with tides and and whatever when when you can sort of use the beach or the, get the best of the beach, would you? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we've learned how to read them quite well now, which is good. Um, taking a bit of time to work it out. We'd go out there at times and think we've got it right and get it wrong. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're very lucky down here too. There's a lot of um, pine tracks that we, we use them. We utilise them probably more than the beach itself. Yeah. Um, just lots and lots of um, working through the pines. It's just so so good for the horse's heads. Yeah, and I would imagine uh, getting a horse from, obviously, bigger stables in, in Melbourne and, and then they can go over and, and be trained in that sort of atmosphere could can really, uh, well, put put another leg to them and, and, and you know, uh, improve them. Yeah, certainly. And, and we find that, um, with the young horses too, obviously, we're very lucky we've got Brighton. So we've got the stable complex with the track there that we can educate them to begin with. But sort of when they've had their, their first jump out, it's nice to just take them away from that track lifestyle. And I think you get a bit of a longer prep out of a younger horse as well. Um, and they're certainly, um, yeah, they've been exposed to quite a bit by the time they get to the races then too. Apologies to the listeners there. And I'm talking about horses with five legs now. What goes on, dog? What goes on? Uh, so, Siggy, uh, I'll tell you what. You've been uh, doing a terrific job. Well, you're running second on the premiership uh, over there on the jockeys list. But, uh, you know, uh, training as well, um, that's, going, that's also going really well for you. 18 winners uh, this season. Yeah, yeah, no, um, yeah, all's going really well. We've got really good staff behind us that 
obviously being a jockey as well as a trainer, you've got to have that. Um, there's on, on Sundays, I'm basically a write-off um, as for the training side. So, so for a person, uh, Tanya has to take control and take that hat. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, then I can just concentrate on my rides, which is, it's great. And, like, yeah, if I didn't have the staff behind me that I've got, I, I wouldn't be able to do what I do. But, um, yeah, I'm lucky enough there and, and certainly got some really nice horses and, um, and getting plenty of rides from outside stables, which is um, obviously helping me along as well. And I guess that's always a bit of a concern, isn't it? When, uh, and especially when there's only a certain, uh, you know, number of horses in Tassie that, you know, you're being a jockey, but as well as training. And, and I, I would imagine, uh, you know, it, for sometimes for, for a trainer, it, it, you know, they could think, oh, you know, like, I'm, you know, it's one of my colleagues as a trainer and, why, why would I want to put Siggy on, put her on one of the horses? But as you say, you're getting really good support from trainers and it just just for, for being the jockey that you are. It's, it, you know, the trainers, the, the trainers title doesn't worry, uh, worry them at all. No, um, certainly not. Well, not that they let me know anyway. They probably <laughs> have a bit to say sometimes, but um, no, I've been very lucky. I think, um, yeah, just being able to get that respect from the other trainers, it, it means a lot to me as well, like to know that they, um, they know that I'm going to give their horse every possible chance and, um, and not to, not to worry about the trainer side. Um, yeah, they do stir me up at times, but, um, yeah, we've been, you know, I've had a few horses that have gone to other trainers that I've had and, um, they've actually rang me to, to ride the horses. So, um, I yeah. think that just proves there the the loyalty in, in Tasmania. It's um it's like a big family down here. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. Now uh, you got a good book of rides at Hobart on Sunday, and you're riding the filly Queensborough, uh, who looks a good flyer. Queenborough flyer. It is uh, looks a, a good sort. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so excited to have her back at the races. She um. She actually had a really strange injury. She fractured a little bone in her neck, which um, was really disappointing. We thought that we would have had a lot of fun with her through the summer carnival, but um, it's healed up beautifully and um, very, very excited to see her back at the races on Sunday. Um, yeah, lots, a lot of work's gone behind her and a lot of patience from the owners, but uh, I do think she's going as well as ever. That's a pretty rare injury, I would have thought, for a horse. How, um, how did she manage to do that? We're very unsure um, whether or not she did it in in a stable, had it got cast, or yeah. um, it's, it could have happened prior to her winning her only start and, and deteriorated. Could have happened when she was broken in. We don't know. It was just lucky enough that um, it was picked up by her uh, track work rider, uh, Tanya, and um, she yeah she uh, picked up the, the small sweat patch on her neck that was odd to any other time, and we had it scanned, and there it was. Yeah, good good yeah. eye so on the yeah, horse, isn't it? Very odd injury. Outside of Queensborough Flyer, yeah. um, you, you've got Sistine in race two that you're riding and uh, you also train. Um, Ethical Dilemma, um, Dreaming Tornado. What do you think is, is your best chance? Uh, yeah, look, um, Tarkine um, Eagle's going quite well. Tammy Moros is, I think he's really knocking on the door to, um, to get his first win. I'd probably say he's uh, on paper other than Queenborough Flyer. Um, yeah, he's probably one of my better rides. But I do have a, a lovely book, like Justine's in a in a nice race. She's still very green, though. We just want to hope that she um, does a little bit more right than what she did last time. It was a bit of a 
a slow pace and she over raced and things like that. So if she puts it all together, she'd certainly be hard to beat as well. Good on you, Siggy. Well, all the best uh, for the weekend. And don't forget, like, if you've got any more of those $26 pops, just, hey, just send us a message. <laughs> just send Dog and I a message because we'd like it. <laughs> yeah, we'll pass sure. it on. Sure. <laughs> no worries. Won't be happening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're doing best a great luck job, to Siggy. Good on you, Siggy. Uh... There is uh, Siggy Carr, and uh, she's running second on the Jockeys Premiership and obviously a, a good trainer over there in, in Tassie. He's got a good team of horses and looks is looking to uh, have a good day at Hobart on Sunday. Let's take the news, and then on the other side of the news, we will come back with Jamie Cockshut. He will be ready to tip us into some winners in the harness world. Live around Australia on SEN Track, you're listening to Taz Racing Talk with Sam Highland and Campbell Brown. Welcome back to Taz Racing Talk, and it's now time to go harness racing with Jamie Cockshut. Jamie, you've been in hot form, and I see Lancelot uh, delivered for you again last week at Hobart. Yeah, no, it's good to see him bounce back, Sammy, and um, I just hope a lot of the loyal listeners out there follow it up because they put up $2.90, which was pretty generous, to be honest, and, you know, he still started two sixty at the close of betting, so, um, and he got the job done, and he went as good as I thought he would the week <laughs> the week before, but, um, yeah, it's just good to see him bounce back because he's a horse with a fair bit of ability, and um, just moving forward, hopefully he gets to the heights that all connections wish he does. And Ben Yol, he trained a, a Brett Preble there, uh, gave us a good push for a few there last week. Yeah, he gave us a push for Kavivi Hustler at a Chuker on Tuesday, which got the job done. Um, I think starting around about the 250, 260 mark, Sammy. So that was a good lead. That one he gives a push for, you know, it was probably a slightly disappointing, to be honest, Juniper at Hobart, led up and and dropped out of the top of the straight. But, no, nah, he's had a bit of success again the other night in Melbourne somewhere, Ben. I can't remember the track, but he got a double. So he's, he's definitely getting a few winners over in country Victoria, boys. Now, you got a 10-race card at, at Launceston on Sunday night? Yeah, we've got a 10-race card. It's it's a pretty good card. It's only the one meeting for the week. Um, we'll start in race one for the best. Race one, number five, My Lady Sarah. Trained by Robbie Walters. Um, was very impressive leading throughout a couple of weeks ago. Although drawn five, I think can push forward, find the lead or, or sit in the breeze and... Just needs to run up to its latest effort to be winning. The other one I like is first up in the state for Ben Yale, race 10, number four, Fighting Fire. Used to be trained by Andy Gat. Loves to lead, drawn fourth, and can bully his way to the top, find the lead over the sprint trip. I reckon he'll give a great side at around the $4 mark. Couple of value, race four, number eight, Ideal Pace. Drawn awkwardly, but that's why we'll get a bit better price. We should get $4, $4.50. And with average luck, I reckon he can get the job done. And then we'll go over to race six, number two, Isaiah. Um, Sonny Santi's going to go around a short price favourite. Um, but Isaiah just maps perfectly. Gets the front line. And if he steps to the early lead, geez, he'll take some running down over the 2,200 metres. And I reckon he's a really good play, boys, especially each way or one by two. I don't reckon we'll miss. And a couple of odds come up. Race two, number two, Jimmy Sands. Um, just maps all maps perfectly. We'll give a good side at 10 or 12 to 1. And then we'll go over to race 8, number 8, Rock On Playboy. I've picked him a few times at odds. Um, just going to get the right sort of run, and he's, he's got his foot on the till, so don't be surprised if 
the brakes come his way during during running, he can run a cheeky race at you know twenty to one or so. Um, we've got a quad him picked out. Firstly, we'll go numbers three and seven. Secondly, we'll go numbers two and eleven. Thirdly, we'll go numbers one, three, eight, twelve, and thirteen. And lastly, we'll go numbers eight, ten, eleven, twelve, and thirteen. Fifty dollars will give us fifty percent of the dividend. You are all over it, Jamie. Ready for a big weekend to uh, fill the pockets. And we've got uh, harness trainer Mark Reggett on the line to have a chat to about his uh, horses, uh, Sporty Ben and Busty, Buster Byron, that uh, look to be good chances going well. Yeah, they are. How you, How going, you going, Mark? Good, thank yeah, you. How are you? Yeah, very good, mate. Very good. Very hot over here where I am at the moment. Mate, not like poor old Tassie where he's just shivering you. I won't say what I want to say, but you'd be pretty cold down there. Yeah, she's a bit fresh. Don't worry about that. Uh, we'll touch on your two runners. Sporty Ben, he got the job done for us last week, which is good to see because he was very unlucky to start before. He goes around in race two. It's a, it's a little bit tougher, but he's going to be on the speed throughout, so he's definitely going to be a, a winning chance. Yeah, yeah, it's a little bit tougher than last week, but um, he should be thereabouts like, it was a good run last start. Obviously, Dill drove him a treat. You know, got him behind the leader there for a bit to give him a bit of a suck along. And, um, you know, if he can sort of get the same sort of run on Sunday night, I reckon he'll be, should be very close. And then we'll move over to race four. Buster Byron, he's been a big improver since you've, you've taken over the training of him. Um, he's won his last two, and he was very impressive last time. Um, this is another slight rise in class, but he does get the better draw out of the fancy runners in the race. And obviously he's trained on well since his last win. Yeah, no, he's trained on real well, actually. Um, but like you said, he's up a little bit in class. There's a few nice ones in that race, but he does get the good draw. So they'll have to be on their, um, you know, A game to beat him. Don't worry about that. Yeah, so we got the two of them. Just by talking to you, it sounds like Buster Byron's your best chance, mate. Is that right? Yeah, no, he worked, he worked real good yesterday. Uh, yeah, I'm, I reckon he's, yeah, he's the one to beat. I'll um, probably put the mockers we'll, on him we'll now. So. <laughs> no, well, it's always good to be confident, mate, especially if they work well, mate. No, you're sitting on the fence. You've got to put the knackers on the line sometimes, mate. And um, I've done it. I've done a couple of weeks ago with Lancelot and got a lot of egg on my face, but he bounced back last week, thank God. <laughs> um <laughs> You'll be building up a good little boutique stable at the moment. You've got a really good winning strike rate as a trainer. We'll just touch on a few that are, are going to make their way back to the races in coming weeks. Yeah, you know, Denwin Dancer, he's probably the stable star. He's a really nice type. Um, how's he coming along? Yeah, no, he's um, sort of had uh, about six weeks' work. Coming back from, he done a little suspensory um, in the Globe Derby heat. Um, but no, he's coming along nice, doing everything right, so... Just got to keep pushing forward and hopefully he can stand up, mate. Yeah, no, he's, he's a horse with immense ability. Don't get me wrong, mate. Bloody hope he is. Um, then we'll move to Marley J. Eagle. She's a pretty handy filly. Um, I reckon the break would have done in the world of good. And she had that real nasty incident before, you know, she had to go out for the break. How's she come through that and has she recovered and, you know, and how's she looking at the moment? Yeah, no, really good, mate. Like the break's, it's actually a, it's actually a gelding, Jamie. Um, oh, the break's done him the world of good. Yeah, the break's done him the world of good, and he's all signs he's um, coming back bigger and stronger. So hopefully, um, no, well, hopefully that's great to see. Yeah. 
yeah, well, that's great because, you know, what happened before him and it wasn't good. And, you know, and as you know, like, um, he has got the ability and um, let's just say he comes back and he's mentally fresh from all that sort of stuff that went on and, you know, he can definitely measure up, you know, to the, the more handier ones in his age group next season or this season. And then we've got a horse yeah, yeah. close to the family that, you know, that, that you're with all for Dave. Um, he's got a fair bit of ability. He's very impressive first up. Um, he looks like he's got a, going to take a bit of time to mature, but once he puts it all together, he's definitely going to have a bright future. Yeah, no, hundred percent, mate. He's he's pretty pretty green still. He's he hasn't really done much racing or or work with other horses really. But no, he's uh, he'll, he'll front up uh, next week in the Max McCormick for like, horses that have earned under ten thousand. I just picked that race out, just thought it would be a nice little next stepping stone for him, not really throw him into the deep end, but um, no, he's he's come along real nice. No, well, that's a perfect race for him, the Max McCormick, and you know, it's, it's well done by yourself to hold him back for that race, you know, he's, he's going to get in well, and um, it's a good prize money race, mate, so um, there you go, listeners, there's one out there for, you know, in the coming weeks uh, called All for Dave in the Max McCormick, he's definitely going to take a lot of beating. Um, yeah, so let's just hope, mate, on Sunday night your your great your strike rate continues. And I've got to touch on God of Good Reason. You, you had a fair bit to do with God of Good Reason before um, he won the Tasmania Cup, and I'm sure you would have took um, a bit of joy seeing him win the Cup. Oh, yeah, mate, 100%. Absolutely over the moon for Yoli and, and Danica and the other two owners, you know. That's what it's all about. And, you know, he's a lovely old horse, and... Um, yeah, I like at the end of the day, I was just happy to see him win and and, um, and and more for Mark too as well. Yeah, no, it was a great result to see, you know, the Group 1 race stay in Tasmania especially, mate. But, but good luck over the weekend and let's just hope Sporty Ben and Buster the ball and keep your, keep your great run going at the moment, mate. And we see all for Dave winning a couple of weeks when he steps out, buddy. Yeah, no worries, mate. Let's hope they can keep continuing. Very much, no, Mark. Sure will, Mark. Take care, bud. Th- What's that, thanks, very, thanks very much, Mark. Uh, all the best for the weekend with a couple of nice runners there and Sporty Ben and Buster Byron. Uh, Jamie, just just one for you, just just one for you to put your knackers on the line uh, on over the weekend. Eagle Farm, race two, number 11, C. Marie. I reckon it'll run well. You can get it at about seven bucks uh, this morning. I think it's a a good chance there tomorrow. So let's hope uh, we have a winning weekend. Uh, yeah, well, well, that's good, mate. You know, Dark Straw went okay last week, and Brownie's horse went good as well, mate. But um, I have to have a few dollars on C. Marie, that's for sure, mate. But, but just in closing, mate, I just want to give a quick plug to a sports bar I'm sitting in, in Hanoi uh, watching the Golden State Warriors and the Boston Celtics. It's called the Republic. It's in Hanoi, Tehau. It's owned by an expat Aussie fella from Ballarat. You know, uh, Mick Francis, and I've got to say, it's one of the best um, sports bars I've been to in Vietnam. And the best thing about the Sammy, you know what? It's got great Aussie tucker, mate. And that's what us Aussie expats love, mate. You know, I just had a beautiful big breakfast, bacon, baked beans, sausage, uh, mushrooms, hash browns, tomato, fried tomato, eggs, mate. Absolutely delicious, mate. So any Aussies heading over to Vietnam in the near future and you're starting um, in Hanoi, make sure they come to the Republic Bar for a feed and to get a bit of Aussie sports viewing when they've got a bit of spare time, mate.
That is Love outstanding, that. Jamie. Uh, get to the Republic and uh, have a good good time over there in Hanoi. And uh, let's hope plenty of winners over the weekend. Hey, Jamie, every time you wake up in the morning, do you sit up in your bed and yeah. go, good morning, Vietnam? <laughs> well, mate, um, I don't know if you've been to Vietnam yet, Brownie, but I'm sure, mate, you would fit in well. <laughs> And you would be the megastar of Vietnam just like you are back in Melbourne. And um, you'd love it here, mate. Because I guess what, mate? The beers cost you $1.50, mate, or a dollar. What are the, the ciders cost? Cheap. The people of Vietnam are amazing. And oh, probably $1.25, mate, $1.50. <laughs> Very cheap, mate. Very cheap. And um, I'm sitting here now on a balcony at the Republic, looking over Westlake, which is the iconic um, lake in in Hanoi, which is like equivalent to Sydney Harbour, if you understand what I mean. Mm. Um, 28 degrees at, what, 9.30am, mate. <laughs> Brilliant. So um, it's a pretty good lifestyle over here, mate, and I'm sure you'll get over here one day, mate. But before we close, what's your best for the weekend, mate? Oh, it's a it's a pretty tough day of racing. I think in the um, the Queensland Oaks, uh, Sammy, you know more than this than I, I'm working around Glint of Hope and Barb Raider to beat Gypsy yes. Goddess. Yeah. Just going to get well, too far back and, and be running on, but, jeez. Bar- barrier 21 for Gypsies, it's going to make it very difficult. And that Barb Raider, gee, it was good the other day. Like, it it was under the pump, and, and it dug in and kicked on, you know. It, it's pretty tough. Yeah. Uh, he's done a good job with it. Willow, Willow will have it up on speed. It'll be there for a long way. And I reckon we'll hear Jamie screaming at home from Vietnam, just... Just giving it the raw. So best of luck for the weekend, Jamie. No worries, lads. Take care. Good on you, mate. There is Jamie Cockshot just joining us from the Republic in Vietnam, Vietnam in Hanoi. Uh, just having a little bit of uh, little bit of rest and recreation over there, dog. Yeah, it's good to get away. You need it every now and then, don't you? Just to... Yeah, you do. Right, let's go to a break now. When we come back on the other side, we will have Mr. Ladbrokes on the line. Tommy Hackett, he's going to give us all the mail for the weekend. Live around Australia on SEN Track, you're listening to Taz Racing Talk with Sam Highland and Campbell Brown. And we are in the final furlong here at uh, Taz Racing Talk. Try all new Labrokes Mates mode today. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Tommy Hackett from Labrokes is on the line. Tommy, you've got a bit of an update for us. But I tell you what, there's a couple of Tassie horses going around at Flemington tomorrow. And uh, they're not without a chance, are they? Uh, all, uh, WT especially and, and uh, Haller, they're strong chances. Yeah, two very strong chances tomorrow at headquarters. We've seen, I think, Tasmanian horses, when they, they do go to, uh, to uh, the mainland, they do have a really good strike rate. And it's particularly interesting, WT and Mandela Effect, both in the in the same race there. We know Mandela Effect uh, has had so much success in uh, Tasmania during its racing career. Uh, WT uh, is right in the market, $7 at the moment. Maserati Bay is the 420 favourite there with Jamie Carr in the saddle. That's a, a really interesting race in the Banjo-Patterson series. And uh, WT is uh, right in it if it does bring its best form. Uh, probably the big con- bit of concern for WT is it does have a great record at Flemington, but if it does produce anything like its best, it'll be right in the race and it should get a really nice run in transit there with uh, Mickey D in the saddle. So it's an interesting way to start that meeting at Flemington, uh, which is a, a good card uh, right across the board. 
And we had Siggy Carr on earlier, Tommy. Uh, she's got some good booker rides on, on uh, Sunday at Hobart. But this Philly uh, Queenborough flyer in in uh, in the last race, it looks to be a good chance. Like a very good chance, very progressive Philly for the Siggy Carr stable. One well on debut at Launceston was really well back that night as well. Was back to this unbeatable after impressing uh, at the trials. And it's trialed really nicely uh, ahead of its return to the races here as well. So uh, we haven't got the market available for that race yet. But I imagine Queensborough Fly is going to come off as a, a very short, short price favourite. It will be carrying a lot of punters, uh, ch- hopes in the last. But it's a, a pretty competitive race, that one. Scotty Brunson's got Iron Back, who's... Uh, Racing in really good form, this preparation has definitely gone to another level. Two wins from three starts this prep. Uh, it'll take some beating. And then uh, Beth Page is always a horse that just never runs a bad race. Is a very consistent galloper. Doesn't win out of turn, but uh, is, is a good benchmark there as well. So it's not a need to show some uh, ability, Queensborough Road, but it's it, uh, Queensborough Fire, I should say, but it's definitely a horse uh, a horse looking to, horse to follow going forward and uh, one that we'll be keeping an eye out on on Sunday. Thanks very much, Tommy. Looking forward to a winning weekend. Don't forget to Ladbroke it. Together with Mates Mode, gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. We're going to take a quick break now. And when we come back on the other side, we will get ourselves ready for a big day of trackside with the dog and I. Looking forward to finding some winners. You've already had a winner, Sammy. Luna Shoes got it done. One of my best got up, Carly yes. Nisbet. She's a good little jockey, isn't she? Nice start. She's a good little jockey. Live around Australia on SEN Track, you're listening to Taz Racing Talk with Sam Highland and Campbell Brown. Well, dog, that hour has dead set flown, but uh, some good information we've got out there from Tassie in uh, the last hour, that's for sure. And uh, Siggy Carr, she's got some nice rides uh, yeah. over the weekend. and. Brennan Ryan finding us uh, some winners in the greyhound world and old J.B. Cockshot having a little sneaky little trip over to Vietnam. <laughs> Just great that he's jumped online and give us some winners, uh, give us some winners uh, for Launceston on Sunday night. He deserved a break, didn't he, after all his hard work? And um, I dare say the punt would be paying for that trip. <laughs> it's fantastic. Uh, shout out to all those at Republic uh, over there in Hanoi. In Vietnam, do you reckon uh, he get he got a free, he would get a free breakfast tomorrow for giving him a plug on air? Yeah, I'd reckon. I'd reckon. It was but shameless. He might, he might even he might even get himself a free lager this afternoon <laughs> when he's when he's tuned into SEN Track uh, because we've got plenty of racing on offer today. Dubbo Wagga, the plastic at Packenham, yes. where Doc does his best I'm work. I'm all over it. Rockhampton and the sunny coast. So we've got. Uh, Plenty of racing uh, to find some winners. Uh, we'll get to the news. When we come back on the other side of the news, we'll have a chat to Lee Dalton. He'll give us some market updates. And then it's into finding winners. Four hours.